What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maytack here with my sister, Melissa Matack. Hey, hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. Today, we're coming at you with another one of our top 51 games of all time. Today, we're doing 20 through 11. Very, very pumped. I know Melissa's pumped. My list is going to be better. It's all good, though, so stick around for her set and want. Just hit the stiff through. Whatever you need to the death through this, just listen to my now. All right. What? <laughs> what kind of introduction? All right, just go, just go. What's right. your number twenty? All right, so number twenty. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite Asha strategy games. It's this cutesy little game that takes place in Greece, where you have your two little workers, you move it, and you build, and you want to get to the third level. It is Santorini. Uh, I absolutely love this game. I think you can play with or without the Dodd powers. Both ways are fun. I prefer with the Dodd powers. Adds a little something to it. But overall, I just think it's a lot of fun. And I've played it only at 2 and 3. Never played at 4. Curious to see it there. But regardless, I haven't had a bad experience with this game. Like Always has gone over well, I think, for me. So yeah, I love it. I didn't realize this would be your number 20. Like, it hit your top 20. That's crazy. I absolutely love this game, man. This, yeah. <laughs> this did not hit my list, but I have to say it is definitely my favorite abstract strategy game. Um, the God Powers make it for me. Done. Yeah, the God Powers. Oh, my. I love the God Powers. So, yeah. All <laughs> uh, right. My number 20 is a bag-building game. Push your luck ingredients, recipes, potions, and more. Quacks of Quedlinburg. I love this game. I played it in a, uh, what are they called? The board, board game, game cafe. cafe. I, yeah. I played it in a board game cafe, and it was the German copy, I guess. The rules were in German. <laughs> and did that stop me? No. I played it. I figured it out, how it works and everything. And I, I fell in love with it immediately. I was like, Justin, we got to get this game. It's so good. <laughs> he didn't really like it all that much when we played it. That's not true. I, that's what I hate, man. I, I actually really liked the game when I first played it, and I, st I loved the game. All I said was this didn't fully live up to – like I couldn't believe how much hype the game got. Just the game, it. nobody, everybody was talking about it. Nobody could stop talking about it. They were like, try it, try it, try it. And I finally sit down and play this game. I'm like, this is crazy. All right, really cool. But let's calm down. No, let's not calm down. It is amazing. It's brilliant. Uh, it's it, it's it's a beauty. That how often do you hear people mention Santorini? Not nearly enough. Quiet of Twilight Bird people didn't shut up about it. All right. Santorini got a lot of love. What are you talking about? All right, but the way Quats did, the way Twats did. I I, I don't know. I thought Quats was going to change board gaming. I thought Twats was going to change board naming from the way people were You're, talking about it. Okay. That's uh, honestly, that's how people, people, all I heard was Twats or Cuddling Bird. I would wake up and I would just hear it. Oh. Yeah. Outside. Nobody said he was marching. changing board gaming. You're a quack. No, that's all right. I, I actually do really <laughs> like that game. I, it's very cool. Um, okay. My number 19. <laughs> My number 19 game of all time. I'm so excited for this freaking list. We're getting up to such great games. Okay. I know. These are like the – yeah, these are the good ones. This is a cooperative game. You can play it solo as well. 
And I think it's one, honestly, that doesn't get enough love. Uh, it is quaint. The rule book sucks. <laughs> but uh, it's a card game. And it's set in a survival theme. I love survival theme in games. Oh. I'm talking about The Lost Expedition. Wow, this is high for you. Okay, very I cool, though. I really like this yeah. game a lot. It's just, this is another one that sort of has that feel of Press Your Luck as well, in a way. Um, and I love the, like, card mitigation where, in the beginning, so it goes uh, morning and night phase. So in the morning, you're playing uh, two cards, right? And they have to be in order. And then in the night phase, uh, you could play it in any order. So uh, it, it goes really according to uh, player order in that way, where it's like, okay, I'm first player. Should this go first or should this go first? I love that decision. Um, or even for the morning phase, it's like, okay, what do I want to wait so that way I could play this card in a particular order? right? I love that. Uh, it's resource management. You're trying to get your little meeple from one place over to the last uh, card, and you could differ up the difficulty levels of the game, which I also really appreciate when cooperative yeah. games have that. Um, I don't know. I just really like this game. I think that it, it, people don't really talk about it. I think because it's small box, it doesn't really offer a lot of new things, but what it yeah. does offer is it's fun. I really like it. So that's my number 19, The Lost Expedition. I like that one a lot. That's one that I see hitting the list in the future, like if we made this next year. I think that there are some games that we don't play enough that are going to get bumped off because of that. And I think we're going to still be playing The Lost Expedition and it's going to move on. Did not think it was going to be in your top 20. That was shocking. I, I right. like it so much. That's pretty cool. Uh, my number 19, I don't know if you would expect this one. I did not realize it's by Fantasy Flight Games until today. I don't know if our copy is. It's an old one. It's from 1998, from Reiner Tanizia. That didn't give it away for you. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> uh, it is Samurai. That's one that I don't. I haven't heard spoken about just about at all. But it might just be because it's older and it did get some buzz beforehand and stuff. Uh, it's one that I mean, Kinesia comes out with yeah. you know, a game every five minutes. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> but I think that's also why, even though it's a game from '98 and stuff, and it, I think it's had staying power, probably partially because of his name on the bots and everything. But honestly, like, a the they redid it. Also, they redid all the components on it, and the components are now very nice. On I don't know how they were on the older boards, but. It's a really cool game where it's actually it's essentially a modular board depending on uh, what the player count is, and it's this one where you draw five tiles into your hand and each player lays down a tile until a certain statue or something is surrounded, and then you check to see who has the most influence and whoever does gets it. Most statues at the end wins. It kind of has like a go concept kind of thing. The game go. Uh, I think it's awesome. I, it plays so nicely at three. I find it plays so smoothly there. And I just find the game to be super thinky for me. I love the decision making. Uh, I love tile lane. And the board looks really pretty to me. This game is one that I, I would like to see more people talking about. It's uh, it's one that really holds up for me. So to my number 19, Samurai. Well, I definitely like the components of that game. <laughs> Uh, it's a respectable it game. It's not up my alley. Yeah, it's definitely, honestly, I would consider it, even though it's 
I think it would be considered a Euro. It's a very abstract strategy to me. Like, yeah. it's not a perfect abstract strategy because not everything is out there. You don't know what people have in their right. hands, but it, it's very abstract strategy to me. All right. Uh, oh, actually, my number sure, 18. Sure. Sorry. Yes. My number 18, this is one that I don't remember if it hit your list, but I think it would, even if it didn't this time, it will eventually. It is, I think it's my highest pressure luck or pusher luck game on my list. Absolutely love it. From the first time I played it to now, it's never gone down for me. I've never had a boring playthrough of it. It's always super exciting. Celestia, also known as Cloud9. Uh, this game is just hysterical. This did hit my list, by the way. It was by number 41. All right, I thought it would have. I've been pretty surprised. You definitely have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I do. It's one of those uh, push-your-luck-bat-stabby games that feels like it can be misconceived as a semi-co-op. It's totally not, though. You're not, you're moving on an airship, and each player takes a turn as being the captain. And when the captain rolls the dice, they're going to have to deal with whatever just came out. And then it goes to each player saying, are you staying on the ship, or are you getting off and collecting your treasure here? And it gets kind of funny because you can push people off the ship and things like that. You can um, jump off the ship and then change around the dice to try to screw people over. The game's a lot of fun, and it sounds really mean, and it is, but <laughs> I found that it has a very lighthearted spirit around it. You know, It's not a very heavy, mean game. Like If it was super heavy and had that much bat stabbing, it might be a little too much. But in this game, it's hysterical. I haven't had a bad experience with this one, too. Like, it's awesome. I, I don't have bad experiences with games, just as I'm that kind of guy. You know? Yeah, what, <laughs> that, what does that even mean? <laughs> Anyways, so I absolutely love Celestia. I really suggest it if you like Push Your Luck, especially. All right. My number 18 is a deck building game. I really like deck building as a mechanic for games. And I love superheroes a lot. And uh, so my number 18 is Legendary or Marvel, a legendary deck building game. Whatever, that really long title. <laughs> Did not legendary think this Marvel. would be this high. Wow. Okay. Really? No, I love this game. It is so yes. much fun. We don't, I only have one expansion for this game and it doesn't matter. There's already so much content you, just for the base box. There's tons of content in there. I got the um, paint the town red expansion, which I've been really liking because I love the spider verse. So yeah, you're, you're building up your little team of recruits of heroes, I guess it's not, it doesn't make all that much sense thematically. But I don't care, okay? It is fun, and I kind of feel that um, just the artwork itself makes it feel kind of thematic for me, and uh, the villains going through the city and the sewers and all that, and then the special abilities that some of these uh, heroes have. And specifically with, like, Paint the Town Red, where they have the uh, wall crawl ability and stuff, that's cool to me, you know? Even just, like, the way they title things is really cool. Um, but yeah, you're building your deck of recruits from the HQ and you're going up against some sort of villain and their mastermind and their schemes, right? Which I really like the whole, the villain, they've got their own thing going on. And then they also have a scheme that's happening that could change the pace of the game and the course of the game. And it ultimately decides what the win condition is. So that's the thing I also really like that the win condition isn't always the same. 
It's always different yeah. depending on what scheme you have. The difficulty could be different depending on the mashup of villain and scheme. And uh, you're even constructing what minions and followers and things that the villain is going to have. Also combined with, you could have so many different types of heroes in the hero deck that you can recruit from. The replayability in this game is through the roof. I love it. That is my number 18. Legendary yeah, Marvel. There's endless content there. Yeah. All right, nice. So I believe it's your 17 now. Yeah, so 17, this is a crossover. I think this appeared on your list Ooh. last time, actually. Um, and you are building your own dinosaur-themed park, Dinosaur <laughs> Island. I won't get too into it because I know Justin already spoke about this, but I do like that whole feeling of, look at what I've created. I've created this amusement park with dinosaurs that might go out and eat people. I know that yeah. one of the comments from last from the last list, I think it was by Panic Games, was saying yeah. that uh, the color scheme reminded them of the 80s. When it's that, based off of a 90s movie. Right. Yeah. And to that I say, wrong! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I don't care. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it's got that neon thing for me. Yeah. And for me, growing up in the 90s, I kind of felt like the neon thing was still sort of there with like the glow sticks. And then even like when you watch Xenon of the 21st century, huh. which was a 90s movie, it had an 80s look to it, right? Like, I mean, the 90s was just coming out of the 80s. So like it still had some 80s flair stuff Huge similarity, on. yeah. Um, but I could see that. I respect that. Either way, I still like the look of the game. And I, I love the gameplay itself. Uh, and specifically, I like the DNA sequencing of the dinosaurs, where it's like, I'm creating yeah. a dinosaur in my lab. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is my number 17, Dinosaur Island. All right, very cool. Definitely respect that pick. All right, so my number 17 is probably my favorite word game. Uh, it's Decrypto. So this was a game that I was like, when I first heard the concept, it just sounded so cool to me. Uh, it's a game where... Each team has, you know, words with numbers underneath it, and you'll draw, one person will, like, draw a card, and it'll have, like, four, three, one. So you have to give your team now hints to the words there that will get them to say four, three, and one. But the other team is also going to be listening in, and they're going to try to say, okay, so th these were the clues for four, and this kind of sounds like that, so we'll say four, and you, they'll try to get four, three, one. Uh, I think the game is a ton of fun. Probably my only complaint is, and I haven't experienced this yet, I could see it possibly overstaying its welcome. The only thing is, because sometimes it does take a little longer than a game like this probably should, but towards the end of the game, when you start having so many hints um, towards what each of those numbers are, it keeps getting more and more exciting, and it also becomes thinkier and thinkier for the clue giver. Because they're like, okay, so they have all of these hints. I have to say something that's not clearly in relation to it now. And it's get really thinky and tricky, and it becomes a lot of fun. I'm really bad at it. When me and my girlfriend are together, we are horrible at it as a team when it comes to this game. It's really bad. But the game is still a ton of fun, even when we're doing horrible at it. Just Especially, you lose kind of quickly when you're doing bad. You only need to mess up yeah. twice. So, <laughs> yeah, I love this game. So that's my number 17, Decrypto. You know, I was thinking about this game, and I really like it. 
And I don't know what it is, but there's something about it that doesn't make me want to say, yes, let's play Decrypto. And I don't know why. I think partially, huh. I was thinking that partially it's the look of the game. Like it looks old or something. Yeah, they went for a very, um, I, I, I'm saying like 50s, because that's what I'm, I'm imagining it as like this 50s spy movie. You know, because a lot of it's not like this almost like fatses kind of thing right and i get that like it's cool that it it was trying to take on that look but it actually feels like it was made in the 50s you know what i mean you're right actually because also with the method that they use of having like the red the clear red plastic to be able to read the cards it's a very old school game kind of thing you don't see that much. you're right like the game feels like something that did come out of the 50s that's yeah. actually that's a good point. I, I like that. For me, it's nostalgic because we actually had a game that utilized that red plastic growing up. I, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, it might Same. not have been a game. It might have been more of a toy thing. But regardless, I agree with that. But for me, that actually gives it a bit of a nostalgic feel to it. And I don't know. It's fun for me. I like that. I enjoy that's it. Fine. But cool. That's fair. Actually, I want to play this soon now. <laughs> All right. So number 16, right? Yeah. Number 16, me and you argue about this game a lot. Oh, God, here it comes. I've been waiting. I've been waiting <laughs> for this. And I, So this being number 16 for me, I think, shows just how much I like it. Ooh, I'm getting And ready. why we fight about this so much. You know, it's not an act. You know, <laughs> I love this game, and she just can't handle it. She doesn't have <laughs> enough brain cells for it. And that's what? okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is Tiny Town. Wrong! <laughs> So Tiny Towns is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> I love Tiny Towns. It's Tiny Towns. Tiny Towns is one of my most cults of the new pits. I have another one coming up. So if you hate cults of the new, you're gonna ooh, you're gonna feel it with my Netsu pits. But so Tiny Towns. It's this simple gateway-ish. I don't know if I would hand this to a group of brand new players just as the buildings. Some of them can actually be kind of confusing. I did see some people that ain't confused on them, but it's awesome. You have some number of buildings, I don't remember, and each of them store points in a different way when you've built them in your town, and they'll relate to the other. Like, one of them feeds your other buildings, and one of them gets three points if it's fed. It's awesome. There's a whole bunch of variability because each type of building actually has, like, four different types that you shuffle up and you flip in. It's a new one each time. It will not each time. But it is awesome. All right, it's like this tetris style thing where and we always play it that one player will call out a cube, so I'll say red, and then everybody has to uh, take red and place it, then goes to the next player, and they have to place it. It is so much fun. It's like 30 minutes of pure joy for me. It's so much like thinking and planning on where I'm going to put these things in my town to store the most points, and then at the end, we store up the points, and I win, obviously. (laughs) It's just a lot of fun for me. Melissa's really bad at it, um <laughs> so for melissa it's a player elimination game because if you play it yes. really poorly and you screw up super early on you can eventually screw yourself up to the point of i can't place any more cubes so i'm out of the game and that's yeah, happened to I melissa a couple times i don't understand what people see in this game you're not out of the game by the way you you still oh, i was score, out but you can't play yeah you're i out. was out i was done i knew i lost <laughs> I sat around as everybody else played a game, and I watched everybody placing cubes on a board. Okay, that's what I did. That's what, that's what Tiny Towns is. 
Okay. It's a fiesta. Who builds that many wells in the beginning of the game? I, maybe it was a strategy. I didn't know that there's not multiple paths to victory. There are. There are totally multiple paths for victory. Well, wells Melissa. isn't one of them, and that's yeah. upsetting. I love that. I love when somebody's like, there's not multiple paths to victory. It's like, no, there's like 10 different ones, but you just didn't choose any of them. <laughs> you just did something totally wrong. I don't wrong. understand how, don't people need wells in their town? Yeah, but that's more of a of later game one usually. Not always. I'm not saying that. Now, obviously, I haven't played this game enough to really be speaking on the strategy super hard, but I feel like that's a later game one because it's super small to build. So why would you crowd up your town with wells early on? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking tiny towns. I'm going to build a town of yeah. my dreams. Which you do. Which you do. Instead, I place cubes on a board and then I sit around and watch as other yeah. people play as I have actually been eliminated from the game somehow. Glorified take that game. Terrible. My, trash. On so to my, my number 16. 16. Yeah. My number 16. Huge replayability. Really fun. Really good for new players also. If you're into like the Tetrisy uh cube placers and stuff, Tiny Towns is for you. It is amazing. All right, now Melissa's trash. All right, now I'm gonna it. actually talk about a fun game. So number yeah. 16 is a cooperative game. Uh I think you've probably come to realize by this point that I really like co-ops. Uh if you've been watching this and Wait, where am I up to? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is a horror-themed game, and it is very difficult to win. All right, I like this one. So. Um, and it is Ghost Stories. This game on training mode is difficult. <laughs> Some people hate that. Our particular group loves that, right? We love it when a cooperative absolutely. game absolutely kicks our butt. Okay, Every we time. Want, we, we're like, yes. Now let me try again, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those games that it doesn't take too long. It, it's probably around 45 minutes. Um, and pretty much every time I play it, I'm like, again, you know, like, let's try again. We could do this. I felt like we we, we were almost there, you know. Uh, but pretty much you're going around. You, you're one of the colors um, of characters, and you get to have some sort of little special ability. Not mind-blowing special ability or anything. Uh, it's really, it's another kind of, like, push your luck sort of game in a way um i don't know about that is it kind of because you're you have these dice right and in order to there's basically just swarms and swarms of ghosts coming out and you're yeah. trying to push them off and uh kill them off pretty much and you're also <laughs> gaining uh, some help from the villagers that are around which is yeah. very cool so you have those special abilities to use at your disposal as well but if they become haunted you lose that special ability and then if yeah. they become haunted, then you've lost the game or other things. There's tons of ways to lose this game, which is great. Um, but yes, I would say it's sort of push your luck in a way because you do go up against a monster. And yes, there's mitigation, which is a good thing. Right. I, you know, I want that because you could use little tokens that you picked up along the way and all this stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're rolling some dice to... Uh, go up against these monsters or these ghosts and sometimes you are pushing your luck because sometimes like you can't have all the resources that you possibly need in order to do it I so know. sometimes yeah. you kind of like you go up against a ghost hoping for the best because it's like i gotta get rid of this ghost i don't have the resources do i go for this or do i go for the safe pick and sometimes you press your luck and you go for something a little riskier but with higher reward 
Right. I guess I was saying that as just like risk management, but maybe yeah. that is just well, an that's, like, yeah, way. It, it, that's why I said it's kind of sort of press your luck, but right. that is my number 16, Ghost Stories. I really like that game. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. And like you said, if you like difficult co-ops, that's the one. And we love it. I, I hate, Stop Thief is a good example of one that had all the makings of a game that could have hit one of our lists, I think. Um, but it was, we kept winning. Yeah, and like, that's so just not, that's Although, not enough. We got the expansion with the Brothers yeah. Murph in it. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Super pumped. Yet. I yes. really hope it makes it harder. Yeah. By the way, that was another repost game of mine that I had on the list. Okay. I didn't realize like how much lot. I like repost games, I guess. <laughs> All right, cool. So now we are at number 15. Yeah, I think it's my go. Um, yep, yep, yep. This is actually another cooperative game. This one is also a really difficult game, although we found that it actually becomes easier, we think, at three players. I know. Because we started winning all of a sudden at three players, and we're like, wow, I guess maybe <laughs> we just got better at this. And then we played at a five, and we're like, nope, we're still bad. Yeah. Uh, and it is the Grizzled. I love the theming behind this one. World War One. it's got that sense of camaraderie in it. I love that the soldiers that are in this game were actual real-life soldiers that fought in this war. That is yeah. cool. Very cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and this one is sort of risk management in a way, right? Where you have your hand of cards and you're playing them out, and they're all bad. There's only one good card in the whole deck, and it's called Merry Christmas. Um, and the rest of it is all just threats. And if you ever have three of the same threat out on the board, you've lost the mission, and now your morale goes down. Uh, but what you're trying to do is go through all the trials, all through all the deck until you see this dove card uh, for victory. And it, it's tough. It's hard. You can't talk about what you have in your hand. Uh, you could have traumas and phobias that are also impacting the gameplay and making it even more difficult. Uh, they're called hard knocks, too, that uh, they, they change the game in certain ways that make it extremely difficult to overcome. Yeah, like and the I think traumas. That's a good, yeah, and I think that's yeah. a good thing. I think that it should be hard to overcome, and it, it's showing like, yeah, this was not a fun time, right? Like, yeah. it, it was hard. You're just you're trying to survive. That's what you're trying to do in the game, and uh, you do it through friendship in a way, right? And like keeping up morale. So that's mine. It's a little it's a little game, uh, just pretty much deck of cards, really. And that is my number fifteen, the Grizzled. Yeah, I think that one does a really good job on uh, capturing grimness in its artwork and everything. Like, it yeah, really yeah. nails that. And I think that was a really good tone for that game. I like that. Yeah. It almost has, like, a Charlie Brown kind of artwork. Yeah, like a sad Charlie Brown. Yeah, <laughs> in a way. All right. All right, cool. So my number 15 is the super cult of the new one uh pick on my i think it's the newest game on my list it came out in august of 2019 i was so pumped when this game was announced it is about one of the uh largest presidential scandals oh okay <laughs> yeah wow wow yeah. this is high this one's high so this one is very high it's watergate by AEG, oh sorry not AEG. <laughs> i was reading tiny downs by frosted games uh I want to check that. I want to make sure that our copy is from Frosted Games. I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm assuming it is. 
though. So, uh, Waterdate is this two-player asymmetric game where one player is playing as the Nixon administration and the other player is playing as the Washington, Washington Post editors trying to uh, – the Washington Post editors are trying to tie the whole Waterdate scandal back to Nixon while Nixon is essentially trying to gain enough momentum where it, it goes past the kind of thing. The game is fantastic. It, it tried a lot of people call it uh, Twilight Shuttle in 30 minutes. You know, Twilight Shuttle's in a little box. And it totally has that Twilight Shuttle feel to it. There's definitely there's just clear inspiration from Twilight Shuttle. And I love Twilight Shuttle. That's why I love this game so much, I think. I wouldn't call it Twilight Shuttle in 30 minutes, though. It doesn't exactly emulate everything. But it does a really good job on having that tug of war battle going on with the different uh, chips that you want to get. And the asymmetric powers, though, between the two players, it's very different from Twilight Shuttle. But it, it plays so much, so, so well. It's just so much fun. And it's this, how do I, what was the word? I'm, I'm missing it now. Anyways, I'm blanking. There's like this word that I had that was like, it's a perfect way to describe it. But, it, oh, I want to say that it's, it's essentially an abstract strategy game. So if you don't care about the theme of Waterdate, I think you can ignore it, which is kind of shocking to me, and I'm okay with it. Usually I want the theme to really be blowing out there. But I love abstract strategy, so I think that's why I still enjoy it. And, yeah, so that's my number 15. It's a game that I really love. Two-player game, Waterdate. Yeah, I love the asymmetric nature of that game where we're both trying to accomplish different things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. That actually hit my shortlist at number 57. Okay, I'm I'm not shocked that it didn't hit your list. Then you gotta play it more. I did see oh, it I eventually. Definitely do. I, I liked yeah. that one a lot. All right, number 14. Right, and it's mine, right? I think. All right, so this one is a crossover that you just spoke about, uh, The Drizzled. <laughs> wow wow yeah that's a close one i didn't that's realize very close i didn't realize this would be in your top like 20 oh i love this game <laughs> i feel like some games you think i don't love nearly as much as i do no, that's I, the thing knew, she gives me a I, bad rap yeah okay no i knew you loved the game i just didn't know top 20 love yeah no this is definitely a top 20 love for me it's one of my favorite co-ops i've realized that i think i like shorter co-ops that are really hard and the Drizzle nails that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. That makes sense, the, actually. It, I also love card games. So right there, boom. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it too much. Overall, the Drizzled is just a really good game. One of my favorite co-ops. It's not my favorite. There's, there's another coming up. Uh, but this is definitely one of my favorite co-ops. I really recommend it. I think that this is a game that it gets love. Not saying that it doesn't get any buzz. Uh, but I do think that it's not like a game that doesn't appear on enough like favorites, favorite co-op list. You know, I, I wish that this game would appear more on that. I think this game deserves a lot of love. So yeah, I love this game. That's my number 14, The Grizzled. All right. Well, my number 14 is a game that nobody plays with me. <laughs> um, but it is a collectible dice game. And I'm talking about Dice wow. Masters by WizKids. I love this game. Like I said, I love superheroes. I really only go for like the Marvel and DC stuff for Dice Masters, although I know they do Yu-Gi-Oh! and uh, some other stuff, D&D and... WWE. Oh, now it's WWE (laughs) and Warhammer now, too. 
but well, yeah, I, I, I really that. just uh, I really just stick to the DC Marvel stuff. Uh, but yeah, I really like this game. I love constructing my little deck. It, I think it was the first bag building game that I ever played, actually. Really? Um, yeah, it has to be. I think so. And yeah, so I love dice. I love dice and games. I like collecting things. So that's why like LCGs are on my list. You know, the the dice master, all that stuff. And I love the choices in this game. It so many times the CCG feels like, yeah, it's kind of like Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. This one is like, no, we're doing something different, right? It, I love the choice of like, okay, I could attack, and then if you don't block me, this goes into my use pile, so now it's not on the field anymore. But if you do block me, then it'll stay on the field even though it won't hurt you. Or if you block me and my die dies, it's just going to come back out next round. But do you? But it, it might not come back, right? Because I, I'll have to roll the die, and it it might come on to the character face. It might not. So it, I just love that, right? Like the the thought behind all these decisions, not just what to play, but it's also you don't just have your deck, right? Because in a lot of these CCGs, when you're playing. You have a deck that you're drawing from, right? Like there's a possibility you're going to get all those cards. With this game, you have your deck, but then you're building it as the game progresses, right? Because you have to say, all right, what am I building today, right now, as I'm playing this game? Am I taking yeah. my Riddlers? Am I taking my death pool, my Deadpool stuff? You're putting in this bag. You're going to draw out of the bag, roll the dice, and then... Um, see what kind of like energy that you get in order to spend in order to draft more dice into your bag all that sort of stuff i love that this game is fantastic the huge huge problem with the game is inconsistent wording if they, yeah i do not understand what the deal is like it I, i'm pretty sure eric lang worked on this like he knows how to make games <laughs> yeah what it, or, or wait not eric lang do you mean Richard Garfield? No, no Richard right? Garfield didn't. No, no, it's not. Garfield. I'm blanking on the name. Anyway, um, oh shoot. Okay, scratch that. <laughs> um, either way, you should know how to make games, right? I, I know that it is hard to do something like this with the uh, CCGs coming out with consistent wording, Magic the Gathering. They fumbled in the beginning. They still sometimes fumble, right? Yeah. But they, 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 they've grown. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Dice Masters has not. Yet, Dice Masters, I think the wording was the biggest turnoff for me because I, I, I despise that. And I guess especially coming from playing a lot of Magic where the wording is super important and each card means what it says, you know? Yeah, uh, it's like, please just tell me what you mean. Yeah, it, that's Some a really important thing. Some cards say it one thing. way, another card will say it a different way, and it's like, what? It's not good. And then some of it is just ambiguous but yeah if it didn't have that problem this game would be amazing i, I yeah. mean it's my number 14 i still absolutely love this game i still do think it is amazing but i think it would have done even better if people could understand what the freak you meant <laughs> yeah i'm looking up though who this who the designers was because i know the one too and i i'm blanking on it myself yeah all right by though. the way you could go ahead i'll, I'll look it up but uh you can go yes. to your number 14. No, I did my 14. It's actually, we are up to our number 13. And oh, snap. <laughs> it oh, is all snap. you. Um, 
Oh, wait, I think it was Eric Lang. Was it Eric Lang? Okay. Awesome. No, so no, 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 no. Oh. Yes, it is. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Michael Elliott and Eric Lang. Okay. Okay, cool. Got it. That's what I was, I kept thinking Elliot, and I was like, wait, uh, you know, so, but anyway, so my number 13, I am sure, I don't think Justin has said this yet, but if he hasn't yet, I, I think it's going to break his top 10. He might be surprised that it didn't break my top 10, actually. Uh, I'm wondering I have if you can. I have one guess. I have one guess at it. Okay. From what you just said? Or are you going to be any other hints? I'll give you a hint. It is a team versus team Yeah, Captain game. Sonar. Okay. That okay, was the one that I was... Captain Sonar. <laughs> uh, I do really like this game a lot. Uh, it's fast-paced. I love real-time strategy games. 13? Yeah. That's I it? Got... Hey, man, there's a lot of really good games. Wow. Okay. It had to happen. I'm going to um, be comparing everything after this to this now. <laughs> Actually, so when I wrote out on BGG... Uh, again, my username on there is Starbucks, so if you wanted to check them out, uh, Starbucks 7660. But anyway, so for 2018, when I did my top 10, Captain Sonar was my number 5. 2019, okay. when I did my top 25, Captain Sonar dropped to my number 6. Uh, and now it is at my number 13. Will it continue wow. to drop? I don't know. I think it's going to stay in my top 20 uh, okay. because I do really like this game. But yeah, so everybody has their own sort of uh, role in the game. So you could be the captain, engineer, first mate, all that stuff, the radio operator. And each one feels very different, right? You are doing a specific thing uh, in this game, trying to help your team win. It's like uh, Battleship on steroids, right? It, it is... It is so good, this game. I love it. I used to love Battleship growing up. And now, I, if I played Battleship now, I'd be like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, but Captain Sonar really brings a whole lot of game. I mean, it, times 10, times 100, okay? And it is a lot about communication. The team that communicates better will usually win, I think, in this game. I think um, that's right. I, I, the it's got a lot of adrenaline pumping through this game, you know, and yeah. the team I think just comes out of it. It pours out of it. I think it's I. That's my number thirteen, Captain Sonar. Love that game to pieces. Yeah, wow. I'm just surprised that's this low. Um, it's pretty I thought high. For sure number thirteen. Yeah, I really thought it was a guaranteed top ten for you. I will say this about the game. You pretty much have to play that four versus four or three versus yeah. three, and that does make it harder to hit the table. Right, and that's probably why it's not in my top ten. Uh, yeah. But I don't see it going out of my top 20. That's fair. Anytime right. soon, anyway. <clears throat> that's fair. My number 13 is a game that is tough to hit the table because Melissa refuses to play at this at a number that's not six. And also, I suggest it all the time, and people turn me down for it. <laughs> all right. It is Downforce. Sits what? Or, yeah. <laughs> Plays two to sits. I've only played that three and sits, and I love it at both numbers. You uh, start off with auctioning for cars, and then a race happens. And at three different points during the race, you bet on particular cars. So at the end of the race, uh, you'll get money depending on where your car finished and 
uh, how good your bids were, or sorry, your bets were, and then you subtract your bid, and then you get your net total. Person who uh, made the most money wins. I love that. The racing in it is fun because there's blocking in the tight corners and whatnot. And then the betting system, though, is perfect. It makes it that your card doesn't have to come in first for you to win the game, you know? Or your card to come in first and you bet on it all three times, you probably won the game then. Um, but you might not have because you might have bid too high for it. So I think the game is fantastic. Uh, this one definitely gets a lot of love in the community right now. It's uh, it's a very highly recommended racing game, I think, because, A, it's beginner-friendly. Like, the rules aren't too complex or anything. And it's a racing game where you don't have to win the race to win the game. People love that. It has never happened with me playing it. I've never been in a game where I've that I've never happened. seen that happen, to be so, honest. But people don't stop saying that happened, so I believe them. It's never happened in a game I've been in. So, but yeah, that's my number 13. Really love this game. Have all the expansions. And really like the expansions, by the way. Expansions have not disappointed me yet. So that's my number 13, Downforce. I like that game. Good pick. Thank you, thank you. All right, number 12. <laughs> number 12 is, is it my favorite? It's technically not my favorite. So it's one of my favorite war games, and it's a great introduction into war gaming. Uh, it is 1775 Rebellion. Plays through the American Revolution, two to four players, which is awesome that it doesn't have to just be two players. The four players actually worked. They made it work because you're able to even move your teammates' army, but you can't just do it anywhere. You have to have your own army in there as well. And it plays at a nice pace. I think it'll usually take under two hours or like just at the two-hour mark. And the goal is, you know, the American versus the British. If you're the American or the British, you want to have the most colonies or the majority colonies at the end of the game whenever the four uh, treaty cards come out. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to show people war gaming. I think it's a really nice step up from, let's say, people like Risk. If you liked Risk growing up and you're getting into this hobby or whatever, that's awesome. I think this is a fantastic game to check out. It's a nice dice chucker with a ton of decision-making. They even added the decision-making with the dice roll with when you roll a blank, then you have a command decision to move the piece out and stuff. It is so good. I love this game, 1775 Rebellion. All right. My number 12 is a Euro game, bag building game. So another bag builder. Um, and it is Orléans. Orléans? Orléans. And I don't even know what to say about this game. It, it's, just, it's just so good. It's smooth. And it's one of those games that is the strategy in it. Ha There's a lot of depth to the strategy. But the game's not complicated, really. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, you put this there and the actions are very self-explanatory just by the icon. It's like, okay, I get that. Oh, okay, I just move that. Yeah, it's very easy, the game, um, even though it seems like, oh, heavy Euro game yeah. with all these bits and pieces and <laughs> I got to think for hours upon hours, you know? Non-stop, um, yeah. But it's, it's not. It, it's the rules are very straightforward it's easy to grasp and then uh but it's so eloquent i think that's what it is it, I, I think it's an eloquent game um 
So I really like it. So that is my number. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Justin, please. I'm using my mic, though, at least. I saw it, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Or just so good. It's <laughs> just so good. I can't take it. No, I haven't is... played the same enough. My number 12 is Orléans. Nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so number 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to play it off cool. I'm like trying right now. <laughs> I know, I didn't let you play it off cool. I know, you had yeah, to be like, doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I pointed it out for all of the internet to see. This is on the internet now. Thousands of people, millions of people are going to see this. <laughs> All right. right. Well, my number 11. So, this game is amazing. Like, oh boy. It amazes me still that this game is able to pull off what it does. It is an open world survival game in a board game. Now, we play video games a lot, and these are things that we like in video games. I did not think that this could happen in a board game, though I thought it would be really cool. And this game does it with just a whole bunch of freaking cards. I'm talking about Seventh Continent. I'm an idiot. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> nobody's denying that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had it. Wait, what did you think it was? Okay, wait, I think I know what you thought it was. Okay, all right. <laughs> that open world? Anyway, uh, so Seventh then, Continent then is a cooperative survival game. It just, you're just, I don't even know what to say. You're going around. I've played it solo, by the way. I've played it with uh, up to, I don't think I've ever played it with four players, but I've definitely played it with two and three, and I've liked it in all player counts. Probably one or two is my favorite way to play it. Um, but either way, it is a lot of fun. You're going around, you're trying to lift this curse that's upon you. And when you first play the game, you don't know what you're doing. You're just sort of dropped onto this island, and you're like, now what? All right, let me go look over there, and let me go look over there. And then all of a sudden, it starts to unravel, and you're like, oh, oh, I must need this thing. I have to go over here. You know, it's it's just so awesome, and I love the open world experience that this game brings. It even has crafting in it. Like, you are crafting weapons or baskets or whatever you know like things that you need and then you could get special abilities you're playing as a certain character that has their own sort of little special ability that they could use this game's amazing and just mwah, number 11 <laughs> is seventh continent very nice yeah uh, that's what i got pulp. serious pulp. all right i got that that one played more for sure all right cool my number 11 is one we just finished a few like last week uh, or no, it's been a few days from now. Uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1. After having finished it, I feel like I should bump it up a little bit. But <laughs> regardless, if you like Pandemic, get this game, play it with your group, and you're going to have a great time. Yeah. The story is awesome. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the things that happen, the things that come out, the way it plays is super smooth. That's number one. It There's a lot that goes on throughout the 12 months of Pandemic Led to see Season 1. A lot happens, but it stays really smooth, and it works really nicely. And the gameplay is just 
awesome. Like, I, I can't recommend it enough. The only thing that sucks is since, and I mean, don't get me wrong, we've been playing this for a long time now yeah. that we just finished it. But because we finished it, it's probably going to fall off of my list eventually because I'm not going to replay it. Uh, but I highly recommend it. And if you have it and you're like halfway through and you haven't played in a while, go play it. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> Don't stop now. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I really loved it. I love Pandemic. And this game, I think, has actually made me love Pandemic so much more. I'm just like, yeah, thank you, Pandemic, for everything. <laughs> like, It was a huge part in day me into the hobby. And it, it's a fantastic game. Probably it's one of my favorite co-ops. It's awesome. Easily. Yeah, no, I think that this Pandemic Legacy is an experience. I said that, and yeah, that's that's what that game is. It is really amazing. Absolutely. All right, well, that has been another top 10 list, I guess, of this top 51 games of all time. Super excited. I feel like our hype level keeps going up and up with each 10, I guess. Uh, So... Stay tuned for our top 10 through one. I am so hyped to talk about these games. I've already been, I'm like jittery just talking about all this stuff. Uh, But anyway, this has been another list of ours. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCacke. You could also find our Facebook page called Room 51. You can follow us there. You've been listening to slash watching Room 51. All right. Well, that's been another 10 or top 10 list of this top 51 list. Okay. And I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> <Too great. laughs> I'm just going to redo that. We don't edit any of this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Going delirious. Okay. I got a pee. Great. Shh, I'm about to do it.